0: super stoked about today's episode. And you are going to love, love this interview with my friend Wendy. You know, Besides being an accomplished business owner and now bestselling author, sharing her story is beyond powerful. And the other thing that I wanted to mention, you guys may have heard me say this last week, right now, uh, I'm encouraging you to join my free Facebook group called the Network Marketing Leads for Life group. It's a group of almost 900 people now where I do daily tips, takeaways, tangibles, extra trainings of how you can generate leads every day in your network marketing business. All you have to do is go to Facebook, search the Network Marketing Leads for Life group, ask to join, fill out the questions, and I'll see you there and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Network Marketing Made Simple podcast. I am your host, Scott Aaron, and each and every week, I'm gonna come to you with short, simple, and powerful tactics of how you can grow your network marketing business, brand, bank account, and impact on those around you. And just remember, network marketing is not easy, but it can be made easy with simple steps to create success that you truly deserve. So Wendy, welcome to today's episode. And I'm really, really excited about this one. I always love connecting with fellow authors and business owners and people with that entrepreneurial mindset. And one of the things that I totally connected with uh, on the same level with with Wendy, the first time that we spoke a few weeks ago, was the the basis of her book, which is choo- choosing happy over perfect and it 's so funny I, I constantly at least once a month I, I do a post on social media about being perfectly imperfect and you know just being happy with who you are because that 's the greatest gift that you can share with other people and how Wendy and I connected uh, a mutual uh, fan, I, I guess I would say, of Wendy and myself, uh, bought both of our books and did a post on social media a few weeks back about the books that she had been reading, and I sent Wendy a connection request, and we connected, and, and now here we are, and there are so many things that I want to dive into today, but Wendy, before we do that, just if you could uh, introduce yourself to my audience, who you are, what you do. And most importantly, uh, what was the big motivation behind my cape is at the cleaners, the uh, the book that you have recently uh, released?
1: Sure, absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Um, it's always fun to kind of connect with like-minded people and and get a chance to talk on that way. Uh, for me, you know, my background is really I've been a serial entrepreneur. I've had so much fun kind of creating new businesses, finding a skill and saying, gee, maybe people would pay me for this. And uh, you know, over the years, done everything from fixing washers and dryers and dishwashers and helping do it yourselfers with that to owning a marketing company, a CPA firm, a mortgage loan officer. So a whole variety of things. Um, I am very involved in the community as far as giving back and bringing people together to do some pay it forward fun. Uh, but really, the motivation for the book, I think, is very different than a lot of people would expect or that a lot of authors usually say. And for me, the main reason that I wrote this book is because it wouldn't go away, which I know is usually a, not a very good reason to be writing a book. But for me, it was something where, you know, whether you call it God or faith or the universe, um, I just kept getting these signs. I just kept hearing these messages from people I was talking to and events that were happening in my life that said, somebody somewhere might need to hear this story. You know, even though I haven't climbed Mount Everest or conquered cancer or anything like that, thank goodness, um, I felt like there was just some messages that maybe I had in my life and that I was lucky enough to be surrounded by people who had been pouring into me for my whole life. And that maybe there were some messages that I could share with others that could help them in their journey.
0: That's wonderful. So let's, let's go back before we go forward. What do you feel, you know, looking back on, on your life and your journey and everything that's kind of happened with that? What would you say was the biggest obstacle that you had to face and overcome to get to where you are right now?
1: Sure. Um, I think that's a really easy one for me. My biggest obstacle, I believe my whole life, it just took me a really long time to figure it out, is myself. I think for most of us, the voices that we hear in our head and the belief system that we've created, uh, some of which is very useful and serves us well, and others that really don't serve us so well, but that we're not so easy to let go of unless we do it very intentionally, uh, has really been the thing that stops that stopped me in many of my endeavors and I think stopped a lot of us.
0: So that's a, a common theme. And I, I'm, I absolutely was a victim of that as well getting in my own way because I was actually on a podcast a few weeks ago and I was talking about with the host that if something seems too easy or too, too good to be true, what humans do is we overcomplicate the process. We, we get in our own ways. We, we make things difficult often just because if, if the road is, is too smooth and too easy, we have to make it rocky. And that tends to be the, the greatest obstacle that we all have to overcome is just overcomplicating the process. Now, from that obstacle that you had to overcome What would you say is the biggest lesson that you learned from that, that you now share with others and and how they can do the same thing?
1: I think for me, it was really just believing that anything was possible and then starting to really question why I was believing the things that I believe. Um, I think that sometimes, you know, there are voices in our head that we've come up with from things that happened when we were little, you know, and whether or not you believe in all of the the first couple of years shape your life or whether that sounds like a bunch of malarkey to you. I think that, you know, there are times in our life where we've just been told things or we've watched things happen and we've created our beliefs based on that. Um, And then we've got to be able to work through that. So for me, it was being able to realize that, you know, everything was fine. And for me, fine is actually my worst four letter F word, you know, (laughs) Um, is that, you know, being fine is not good enough. And for me, if I was fine, I felt like I'm being selfish if I wanted to reach for more. If I were to attain more, then, you know, I'd make other people feel bad and I would be greedy. And now I've kind of flipped the switch on that from the mindset point of view, because I really believe, you know, especially in times like these, I feel like we have so little that's in our control. And one of the things that's always in our control is the way that we think. And so, for me to be able to flip that switch and say, not only is it okay for me to be more than fine and to strive to be extraordinary and to strive to every day be better than I was before and to give more to the world and to find better ways to serve in the world, but it's actually my responsibility. Because as soon as we start to do better and be better and expect more from ourselves, then we also give permission for everybody else in our life to do the same thing. And I think that's a really amazing gift, uh, not only for our kids and our next generation, for our spouses, for our significant others, for our friends. Um, And I think the hard part is that in doing that, there's gonna be some people who can't handle that. And it's hard to let go of some of those people who perhaps are finding a new place in your life and maybe not front and center anymore.
0: I could not agree more. you know life is a is a really interesting thing you know especially right now when when people are listening to this and a lot of people wherever they're listening to this from uh, have been you know affected by this global pandemic that we've been going through and you you and i were actually talking about this a few weeks ago when we when we hopped on our discovery call that you know mindset is everything you know what what flows between the 6 inches between your ears you know, those thoughts will either help you or, or they will hurt you. And when you're, when you're facing a lot of what people are facing right now, uh, uncertainty, uh, the unknown, not knowing where your next dollar is going to come from. Am I going to have a job after this? Is my business going to survive however long this is going to be? This, this is a challenging time for a lot of people mindset wise you know spirits one thing you know prayer everything else gratitude that's that's great but this is a this is a a challenging time for a lot of people because you know wendy i'd love to hear your your opinion on this but my personal feeling is that this is the first time where there isn't a definitive solution to the problem right now there's some band-aids and there's some, some quick fixes that have been brought about. But I think the one thing that scares a lot of people is that this is very unclear still. And, and for me, I only focus on what I can focus on and what I can control, which is the present moment. I truly live day to day because that's all I can do. But for those people, Wendy, that are, are really caught up in this moment, they're caught up in, in everything that's going on right now. What advice could you give them to start to, to move forward in a more positive direction, no matter what their circumstance is right now?
1: Absolutely. And I think you've, you've kind of nailed it. I mean, right now, we are in a time of incredible uncertainty and incredible change. I mean, people who have gone to offices and had a routine for years and years and years are suddenly being asked to stay at home, homeschool their kids, work full-time, or or probably not have a full-time job, and just completely turn their lives upside down. And so I think that presents a really big challenge. Um, I think a lot of it goes back, again, to what you can control, and then letting go of the things that you can't control. I think that, um, you know, the challenge with the brain, and again, I am I am not that studied in the science part of things, but I've learned enough to be dangerous. You know, and with our brain, it has two different things. It, it finds solutions for us. So when we present it with problems, one of the cool things is it immediately goes, oh, Wendy has a problem. I should try to look for solutions. But the other side of it is it's designed to protect us. You know, when we see a beautiful scene in the woods and then suddenly a bear jumps out, we don't see the scene in the woods anymore. We see the bear because our mind is making sure that we're safe. So in times like these, I think that kicks in extra where that uncertainty and that change sort of turns us around where we're, we're unsteady. We don't know where to hold on to. And I think that for a lot of people, they've said things like, we're all in the same boat. And I have to disagree. I don't think we're all in the same boat. I think we're all in the same storm. We're all weathering that storm, but we're in very different lifeboats, uh, going through very different situations. So for me, it's what can we control? One of the first things you control is how you start your day. You know, when we wake up, um, I'm not sure if our listeners have ever heard of Hal Elrod. Uh, If you haven't, I think he's definitely worth checking out. But he has a book out called The Miracle Morning. And his concept is that we start the day intentionally, that we start the day with some very specific things, whether you do them for one minute each, or an hour each, or you get up early, or whatever. but the basic concept of it, which is what I really hold on to, is the idea of starting the day on your terms, so that you're waking up and you're not waking up. you know most of us wake up because we have to be somewhere, we have to help somebody, we have to do something, we have to be at a meeting, you know, make somebody breakfast, there's some activity. But the idea that we can start that day the way that we want to clearing our mind, whether it's exercise, whether it's meditation, whether it's gratitude, I'm, I'm huge into you know, being grateful. Uh, I think that that's one of those things that is magical and can really change your mindset and change life. Uh, but again, doing it very intentionally.
0: No, I, I, I think intention um, is everything. You know, we talk about being intentional with what you do and how you show up and and how you flow through life and how you grow through life. And I I think you, uh, as you said, uh, I did. I think you hit it right on the head. You know, we can only can control what we can control. And, you know, I, I love the miracle morning. There's another book that I love, and I'm sure you've probably read it, it's called The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. And what I love most about this book, and there's so many nuggets from this book, but what, what I learned from this book is that there's three types of people in this world. There's people that live in anxiety, there's people that live in fear, and there's, live, there's people that live in peace. And the people that live in fear, they're the ones that are fearful of the future, the things that haven't happened yet, the unknown. And the people that live in anxiety are the ones that are replaying the tapes of their past every single day so they're not even able to enjoy the present moment. But then there's those people that live in peace. And the people that live in peace are the people that live in the now which is the only time that we can truly can control. And Wendy, I know it's difficult for like, when people are hearing this right now, you know, they're saying, Scott, Wendy, you don't understand, you don't get it. You don't know what I'm going through right now, but we do, we, we in in some way, shape or form, we've all gone through some sort of a, of personal epidemic or personal pandemic, whether it was a sickness, or a family illness or maybe a death in the family or like myself I've I've been you know twice divorced and that could be a, a, a you know a pandemic to that individual so we have been through these certain things so we do understand what you're going through but when you can truly clamp down and hone in on what we can actually control which is right now it it changes everything so what have you learned in your career you know both personally and professionally about being present in the moment and how how has that impacted your life
1: yeah i mean i think it's huge and i just want to go back to something that you just said about um you know that we've all been there and that we don't understand and I'm going to say, I can't say that I 100% understand specifically what someone may be going through right at this moment. However, the concept that we all have those moments and what you've described, I think, is very universal. And I think the challenge and the big difference, you know, I I joke with people sometimes because they'll say, You're such a positive person, Wendy, you know, you're always so cheerful. And I say, look, there are days that I wake up and, you know, there are not rainbows and butterflies, you know, flying around my room in the morning. You know, I wake up and I'm like, okay, I could use another 20 minutes of sleep. And, oh, you know, I've got this and that to do or whatever. Uh, We all have moments, whether, I mean, that's a very simple one, but we've all had deep, horrible moments that we've had to get through. I think the difference between the people that kind of thrive and the people that struggle for a long term are having the tools to be able to come back when you're in those moments. You know, I mean, pandemics are hard. I mean, you know, we're all facing things that we've never faced before. And I'm not going to say that every moment I am completely hopeful and just absolutely certain that it's all going to come out okay for everybody on the other side. But when I have those moments and I have those feelings that just, you know, give you that turning stomach and the headache and that feeling like, There's just no point in doing whatever it is you're doing. It's having those tools in your toolbox, having that ability to say, okay, I have gratitude that I can draw from. You know, I can do something as simple as going today. I am incredibly grateful for this, that, and the other thing that are in my life. And because of that, I'm able to bring myself back and I'm able to use some of those tools to be able to get back to a place where I can find the things that I can kind of grab onto or hold on to until a better time comes.
0: I love that. So let, let's talk about the book. My Cape is at the Cleaners choosing happy over perfect, which I love. So two questions. Number one, and I, I love knowing this, how did you come up with the title? And number two, mm-hmm. What truly inspired you to write this book for the masses to now consume?
1: Sure. Well, the title uh, actually is kind of funny. I came up with the title probably in the first 10 minutes of thinking about this book. Um, I feel like, you know, there's such a big joke about today's uh, people in general, but I'm, you know, going to say women just because I am a woman, of, you know, being superwoman. You know, we've been told that we can do it all, be it all, have it all. We can have the career, we can have the family, we can have the friendships and relationships and, you know, and it's a lot and it's tiring. And for some of us, we've gotten to that point where we go, I'm so glad to hear that I can do it all, be it all and have it all. But maybe that's not the route that I want to take. And I feel like there aren't enough people out there saying that's okay. Um, And so that's that's where the original title came from is, you know, that idea of just putting down that superwoman cape or that superman cape and just figuring out who you want to be in the world and who you'd like to become. Uh, The funny part is when I made that title, I went, this isn't really a title that people are going to understand or relate to. And so I literally took about a month trying to come up with something different. And my brother happened to come in from California during that time. And we sat for probably three hours just looking through names and words and trying to come up with a different title. And it just all kept circling back to, this is what I'm about. This is who I am. And the people who I'm writing this for, they'll understand this title. And if you don't understand the title, then maybe this isn't the book for you. And that's okay. You know, uh, but for me it was, it was really, you know, the, the nice version is what I just explained to you about. We've been told we can have it all and that we don't have to do that. But, the real version for me is I basically wrote down all the times that I had failed in my life, how I got through it, and then how I made it through to the next failure, and then what I learned from that, and then how I got to the next one, Um, to the point where really when I got finished the book and I was ready to hit that publish button, I panicked, and I went, why in the world would I want to put out a book that basically shares all the most vulnerable thoughts that I had, and the times where I've questioned myself and the struggles that I've internally had, why would I want to share that with the world? And I just kept coming back to exactly how we just started this podcast was it wouldn't go away. You know, for me, I have three girls. I love them dearly. I want to raise them to be strong, powerful women who know that they have all the options in the world if they want them, but that they can choose whatever path is right for them. And, you know, at the end of the day, I said, this is sort of my, my message to them, as well as my message to anybody else who wants to listen. And really, it was my message to me also, as just a reminder, this is what you've been through. This is what you've learned. Don't discount that. Every one of those lessons is important. And every one of those moments and experiences you've had, no matter how much you look back and go, wow, I wish I could have changed that. It was all part of what made you the person that you currently are? And then it's where do you take that and become the new person from there?
0: could not agree more. It's something, they're, they're, I mean, we're so in alignment because there's, there's two things that I say. Number one, I always tell people that if you want to learn how to succeed, you have to learn how to fail first because out of failure comes success because your failures open the doors to your successes. So any successful person that you see right now I can guarantee you, they did not figure it out the first time. They, they had to go through that process many, many times. Number two, I called it uh, what you just said—the the last part about changing anything and not wanting to change a thing. I call that the Back to the Future theory, because if you remember the movie Back to the Future, you know when Marty goes back in in time, and he ends up you know, meeting his, his mom and his, his future father, the mother ends up starting to fall for him instead of the father. And if you remember, Marty carried a picture around of him and his brother and his sister. And as the past started to change, the people in that picture started to fade away. Because if you change one inch of of your past, your future disappears. So I've had people ask me all the time, if you could go back in time, would you change anything about your journey? And the answer every single time is never. Would I ever change a thing? Because everything has to happen the way that it does to get to where we are right now. And both you and I have only begun. We don't know what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't know what next year is going to bring. And it's all about moving forward. So I think what you said was just absolutely just spot on and perfect and totally, totally agree. Now, I want to talk about, you know, before we start to wrap up the fact of choosing happy over perfect, because, you know, men maybe not be able to relate to this, but I know a lot of women will because you and I both know um, as enlightened individuals we, we, we see the struggles that people go through trying to be perfect, the perfect mom, the perfect wife, the perfect friend, the perfect family member, you know, their makeup has to be perfectly done all the time, everything. And perfection is, is not attainable. There's no such thing as being perfect. So what have you personally learned about choosing being happy over being perfect?
1: Absolutely. Well, it's funny, you know, when I wrote this book, as I mentioned, I thought I was writing for women. You know, I'm a middle aged woman and I figured that would sort of be my target audience. The interesting part was when the book actually came out, the first person who actually texted me and then followed up with a phone call to share some insights that they had gotten from the book uh, was a wonderful gentleman that I really barely knew um, who was a little bit older than I am. And he started to point out things that he could relate to in the book. And I found it so interesting because it really just reminded me that the things that we're going through, yes, there's a men and a woman thing, but they are universal. You know, there's so much stress and so much pressure for all of us to be so perfect. And I think all of the, the focus on social media has really enhanced that. I mean, you know, you're watching kids and and lots of adults too, taking selfies, you know, Who looks at themselves that critically that many times a day and, you know, playing around with the filters and making it all look good. And I mean, I joke about, you know, the thing that they've shown all these studies that say the more that people are on social media, some people actually wind up being more depressed the more that they're looking through it, even though you're talking about, but you can connect with people and you can have all these wonderful relationships. And I always look at it that when you're looking at social media, you're looking at somebody's highlight reel. You're looking at the best and the most beautiful, the pretty car they bought, the wonderful award their kid got, the nice vacation home that they're at, the beautiful beach that they're visiting. And you're comparing it to your everyday life or your blooper reel that is your everyday existence that we're all living. And I think that's one of the challenges um, for me, especially on social media, is that, you know, I try to post things that inspire people and that speak to me in the hopes that they'll speak to other people. But at the same time, I don't want to ever have that impression of, you know, people thinking, wow, well, she, I could never be like that because she's all of this and up on this pedestal. And for me, I want to make sure that the reality, and that's what this book is all about. It's reality. You know, it's not the sugar-coated, beautiful version of things. It's the life that we're all living and trying to get through. Because at the end of the day, being perfect is a persona it's an ego-driven thing and even though you go well ego no i'm i'm trying to do this you know to help and serve and be so great for everybody but the bottom line is one of the biggest gifts you can give the people around you is them knowing that it's okay for them not to be perfect and for them to make mistakes because by making the mistakes we grow and we learn and we keep becoming the person that we're supposed to become and you know i think the, knowing that you're in the right spot wherever you are at this moment and i know this might sound a little woo woo but you're in the perfect spot that you're meant to be in to learn whatever you need to learn so that moving forward you can continue to become that person who can serve and can pay it forward and can build and create and design that life and you know i'm all about designing and creating life and business on purpose because the bottom line is we're going to have things happen so it's either somebody else is going to decide it for us or we're going to decide it for ourselves.
0: Could not agree more and you know when you're when again when you're seeking perfection you're actually seeking something that is absolutely unattainable because it doesn't exist. Now, I loved your book and I'm just going to be honest, my favorite chapter was was chapter 4 which is called progress through accountability because for me the one thing that's really helped me in my entrepreneurial journey, the one thing that has truly helped all of of my clients is the accountability factor, even going back to when I was a personal trainer. So how has accountability and progressing through all of that, how has accountability personally helped you in your journey?
1: Sure, I, I think with accountability, it's a funny word because I think for a lot of people, it instantly makes them put up a wall because they go, I'm accountable. I can take care of my own, de- you know, my own goals and I have my to-do list and I'm accountable to myself, I'm good. I don't need somebody else micromanaging my life. Um, and for me, again, that was another mindset shift that I needed to make. Um, and the accountability, I think the best way that I can describe it is, if you look at your calendar in the course of a day, and you have an appointment that involves another person, you're gonna meet with somebody, you're gonna take your child somewhere, you're having dinner with friends, whatever it might be, before you change that appointment, you're gonna think long and hard if you really have to make that adjustment because it's gonna affect other lives and other people. But if you also look at your calendar, you probably don't have a lot of things for you. There's maybe not something written down that says, I'm going to sit on the couch tonight and daydream. I'm just going to take some time to unwind and let my mind run. Or I'm going to spend that time just working on what it is that I want to accomplish in the next 3 years. And I think that having somebody who can help you to say this is what I want to stay accountable for, we are easy to let ourselves off the hook. And Harder for us to be able to um, to be able to stay accountable to ourselves versus helping other people be accountable.
0: Could not agree more. Again, you know, accountability is everything because what I use this analogy, you, you could easily go online and print out a, a workout plan, join a gym and work yourself out. And you know, you may get some results and you may be consistent for a couple weeks, but you know, as human beings are, if there's no one holding us accountable and we need to work on accountability, we eventually stop going. And that's why people hire trainers because when they make that monetary commitment to someone else, when they make that commitment to show up for an appointment, it's high accountability. And then what happens over time, after working with someone for two, three, four months, you're now creating a new habit where you can start to become more self-accountable, which is a really, really important thing. And that's why I feel, you know, you guys should absolutely get this book because it, you know, it teaches you so much just about, you know, we're all, we all have superpowers. We're all superheroes on the inside. And just being happy each and every day is much more fulfilling than than seeking perfection, which is going to have you unfulfilled because you're chasing something that truly doesn't exist. You know, happiness lies with inside all of us. We all have that. And it's a matter of just bringing it out. So before we wind down, Wendy, and I have one final question, but before we get to that, how can people find out more about you and what you do? And most importantly, where can they get a copy of your incredible book?
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words, Scott. Uh, Sure. So um, I'm pretty easy to find online. My last name is pronounced Elliver, but it's actually spelled E-lover. So I'm pretty easy to find. And if you can't find me, you'll wind up finding one of my brother-in-laws or my nephews. Uh, so you can find me at wendyelever.com. You can also email me anytime at wendy at wendyelever.com. And as far as the book. Uh, It is available if you're local to Maryland and want it autographed. I'm happy to do a porch delivery for you right now. Uh, Otherwise, you can definitely go onto Amazon and you can find it there. And it's my cape is at the cleaners using happy over perfect.
0: Love it. And all of that information will be in the show notes for everyone to have the accessibility to get this book. So Wendy, final question before we sign off. What does success truly mean to you?
1: Success. Okay, so that one for me, the first word that comes to my mind when I think of success is peace and gratitude and going to sleep at night when I put my head on the pillow that I feel like that was a good day. I can exhale now. To me, that is success. I mean, obviously, I want From a monetary standpoint, I want to be able to take care of all those I love. I want to take care of my community. But again, I feel like being a success in the way I just described allows us to have the time, the space, and hopefully the finances. Because I do believe that we're all attracting things into our life. And the more that we get clear about that intentional living, the more that we do attract that success and those positive people and the right connections into our life. And I think this podcast is the perfect example. You know, had I not shared something that our mutual friends enjoyed, they wouldn't have put that post up. We wouldn't have connected and we wouldn't be talking today. So I do feel like there is such an interconnection. And for me, success is taking advantage of those connections and taking them to the fullest. So that again, at the end of the day, you put your head on your pillow and you feel good. You just feel good. Like that was a full day.
0: Love that. It's it's not being the best; it's being our own best. And uh, you know, I agree. I am so grateful for obviously us connecting and being in alignment that way because we obviously are impacting some of the same people, and that brought us together. So, Wendy, thank you again so so much for sharing your love, your gifts, and your knowledge with my audience today. And I am just truly grateful for you. And you taking the time to come onto the show today.
1: Well, thank you so much. I've really enjoyed it. And again, I would really encourage anybody, if you just feel that tug, you feel like something that we talked about here today has meant something to you and you want to talk further, I would love to connect.
0: Absolutely. And again, all that information will be in the show notes, guys. So again, thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Leave a five-star rating and review and some feedback and what you learned from this episode. We would love to hear from you. So please enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Thank you again so much for checking out this week's episode. And if you can, head over to iTunes, search for Network Marketing Made Simple, leave me a five-star rating, basic review, I would be grateful for all of the support you guys can give me. And again, if you'd be interested in learning more, how to utilize LinkedIn to grow your business, your brand, and your bank account, head over to my website, www.scotterron.net, fill out the form for your free 15-minute discovery call so I can learn more about you, your business, and how we can work together. And again, thank you guys so much. Grateful for you all, and I'll see you next time.